he was known of them breaking of bread. And as they thought spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a wonderful story. Two disciples who had given up. They've lost hope. They thought the redeemer of their had died. And for three days, I mean, when somebody faints and for long, and you, you give up. Now, he was dead. He was buried. And for three days, I mean, they lost hope. They lost everything. And they were discussing him as they went. They were so in pain, in grief, that verse 16 says that they couldn't see Jesus. There are many of us that our challenges, our problems, they've overwhelmed us such that even Jesus, who is the solution to that problem, we can't see any longer. We've been with most of this problem for so long that even Jesus, you know, the Bible calls Jesus, John chapter 1, verse 1 to 15, Jesus is the word. Even when the word comes to you, you can't decipher, you can't know, you don't have that understanding. You are overwhelmed by the challenges, by the problems. And they were sarcastic. And Jesus was playing along with them. Oh, okay, are you the only one in Lagos that you don't know that this thing has happened? Oh, and Jesus was playing along. Oh, okay, what happened? And they were telling Jesus his own story. So it is possible for us to know and to say things by rote. You know, uh, in school, uh, you know the way we were taught in school? A for apple, B for ball, C for what again? Call cat, God bless you. But if you are from the village, they show you apple. You don't know what it is. Okay, what is this? You don't know what it is. But you can recite A for apple, B for cat. What am I saying? It is possible for us to have head knowledge. But it's not permeating our being. It's not coming to our spirit man. It's possible for us to be a preacher. It's possible for us to be a worker. It's possible for us to be an evangelist. And things are happening by our hands. We are just a tool. We are just a vessel. We are just a pipe that carries the current. That doesn't make you the current. You still have to go back and work out your own salvation with fear and with trepidation. What am I saying? Knowing Jesus is by encounter. If you don't have that encounter, the Jesus you know will be the Jesus who was preached by somebody. You don't have experiential knowledge of Jesus. All you do, all you say, it's just what somebody has said. And in the time of challenge, your natural default will not be Jesus. Or you could be so overwhelmed by what you are going through. These people understood the theory. You know, they told Jesus everything. They told Jesus that, that from... Uh, verse 18. They told Jesus. They understood the story. But they did not understand the context of that story, which is the problem. And that is the problem I see all around. And the intention of the plot. Just like you open to a book and you start from chapter 16. You don't know what started. You don't know what is after. The possibility of understanding 
what you are reading is limited. They knew that they were oppressed by the Romans and they were looking for a political messiah. And now Jesus came, so they thought he would liberate them. And now Jesus died, so their hopes were gone. But we know, we know the context of Jesus' coming. Man seen in the Garden of Eden. And God chased another man away. And that sin was upon everybody. If you are a human being, you are a sinner. Even, if, even when you haven't done anything, in quotes. Because your progenitors are sinners, so you are a sinner. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And remission of sin is a function of uh, the sacrifice. You know, you know what happened? What, what the, um, the Dibias and the Babala was, what they do? You have a problem, they ask you to look for chicken. So the chicken can solve small problems. Okay? Then it's becoming bigger problems, they ask you to look for goats. Oh, you've been there. <laughs> they ask you to look for goats. No, this is not strange, this is in the Bible. The Bible, God himself ordained the children of Israel. Every year, once a year, you look for a ram, sacrifice. The high priest will put his hand on that ram and pray. So for one year, the sin of Israel is covered. So that was what the DBS were copying. So if you were there, thank God you are here now. All things have passed away. Hallelujah. Praise God. But the potency of that sacrifice is a function of the blood, the, 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 the species, how rare it is, how unique. Chicken is not unique. Rams are not unique. But human beings are the crown, the epitome of God's creation. That's why the blood of human beings are potent more potent than the blood of animals. Why do you think uh, people do human sacrifice? Why? Why do you think they do that? And the rarest of the human beings makes it more potent. So if what you are looking at is just random human beings, you see somebody on the way, you kidnap him and you kill him. Mm, you kill human beings. But is that very rare? That's why they can ask you to look for the ones that are very rare. Look for a virgin. I mean, that reduces the population of the world by another 70%. So we have 30%. Okay, look for hunchback. Should we reduce it further? Or look for what again? Abino. Okay, they can't get Abino. Okay, look for your mother. You have only one mother. The reason why the blood of Jesus is potent, more potent than all put together. One, Jesus was a virgin. Two, Jesus did not sin. The Bible tells us that he was tempted in all ways, but he did not sin. Three, Jesus was not fathered by a man. So there's no way you can get such a species. And God sent him here. That's why his blood is so potent. And heaven and earth must answer to that blood. Don't you know that the blood speaks? Don't you know? Don't you know what God said when Cain killed Abel? And God said, the blood of your brother is speaking. I can hear. 
So the blood of Jesus is speaking on our behalf. Speaking forgiveness. Speaking atonement. Speaking adoption. That's why we have the confidence. That's why we shouldn't celebrate. Or that we, why we shouldn't come uh, gloomy. And uh, Do you know as at the time Clopas and his friend were speaking. And they were gloomy. And they were uh, overwhelmed with their problems. Jesus had already risen. Do you know that? Now, Jesus had risen 2,000 years ago. Then we still put uh, ash. And uh, so I'm like, do we actually put this in context? That we who were no people are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That we who are Gentiles outside the camp can behold the creator of heaven and earth and say, Abba Father. That we have been adopted into his kingdom. That we have unfettered access unto him. And the name works. I mean, the name works. Uh, Saturday, uh, we traveled last weekend and we were coming back. We got to Abaddon. Uh, shortly before the um, old toll gate, there were some gas station, filling station on, on the right. All of a sudden, one woman just drove her car woo, on the road. And we were coming behind. And by our side was a trailer. And when she came out, she now slowed down. So that was death staring us right there. There was only one thing to do. Jesus! I don't know whether angels put those two vehicles apart. But the truth of the matter is, we pass through. That's why I'm here. We pass through. What am I saying? That blood speaks, still speaks on your behalf today. And that's why we should not make it so common. You know, you are cutting cake. Give me a J. How can you? How can you? How? How? How can, can you? How can Jesus now become your body, party man? Hey, Jesus, that is doing today. What's up, man? Jesus. Kings and kingdoms. We love pass away. There is something about your name. So when you put the coming of Jesus into a context, then you begin to worship, adore even that name. One thing excites me about this story, and that's verse 25. And that was Jesus' response to them. He said unto them, O fools. O fools. And I said, sometimes you may think that you understand the meaning of something and you may not understand. I said, what does it mean to be a fool? I went to check my dictionary and it says, a person lacking in judgment or prudence or a harmless deranged person or one lacking in common power of understanding is a fool. Huh? So, meaning that if we all, if we understand the story of creation, we understand why Jesus came and we can recite and teach but there is no evidence that is working in our lives. Oh, fools. Lacking in judgment. God forbid if there is fire in this building, what will a wise person do who doesn't want to die? It will run out, I suppose. So what if somebody now stays? 
Oh fools, lacking in understanding, lacking in judgment, doing things that will imperil his life, but he still goes ahead to get it done all the same. That is what we do to ourselves. Here is the solution. Here is what Jesus has done. Instead of appropriating it, we are singing it, we are reciting it, we are teaching it, but there's no evidence in our own lives. What is the proof? Of his resurrection. If you actually know, if you actually know, I'm not, I'm not saying if you have the head knowledge. I mean, we know that we know that we know. The evidence of knowing is in doing. The only thing that shows that you know is in doing. If a lion should enter this place, what tells me that you know what that lion can do to you is what you do. It's not what you preach. It's not what you say. It's not the book you... No, 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 no. It's what you do. Your action says what you actually believe. Oh, fools. So what did Jesus do to them? Say, say something. What did Jesus do to them? Jesus broke bread and their eyes were opened. As we break bread today, our eyes will be opened. You didn't hear me. Now you can say that, oh, you will be breaking bread every day, you know. <laughs> Hannah has been going to Shiloh every year. But there was one year she said, ah, this one will not be like any other year. And she got her miracle. And I'm saying, and I'm trusting God as we break bread today, your eyes of understanding will be enlightened. You know, verse 31 says, and their eyes were opened. I said, wait a minute. These people were traveling 60 miles or 60 kilometers out of Jerusalem in the evening. So, were they doing Babiala? Was it that they could not see? So, what was the meaning of their eyes were opened? <laughs> the greatest problem we can have is to have eyes I cannot see. Because we will not think that we have problems. But the man who has eyes that he cannot see is worse than the man who doesn't have eyes. That we have eyes but we cannot see, we cannot discern. Verse 31 tells me that and their eyes were opened and they knew him. There is a light bulb moment. There is a revelation of him. Knowing him, how many of us know President Muhammad Buhari? Nobody knows him here. Are we Ghanaians or? Oh, we know him, hallelujah. Okay, what is the size of his cap? Huh? Okay, what is his favorite food? Okay, how does he sleep? On his face, on his back, on by his side? Huh? So how much of him do you actually know? Then, more than see pictures. The Bible says they know experientially now. It's not just ability to identify or recite what happened or state their hopes. Now they know. This is the kind of knowing that Paul prayed for. Say that I might know him. That I might know him. The hunger to know him. The drive, the passion to pursue thereafter. Not their own agenda, 
because the day you actually know Jesus, all things will pale into insignificance in the light of him. Your own agenda becomes dung. You know, that's what Paul said. He said, everything I had, just dung to me, that I may just get this one thing, that I may know him. When I was reading, the, when I was reading this story, you know, it was late. The Bible said they constrained Jesus to be with them because it was dark, it was late. Correct? Don't look at me now, look at your Bible and see what I'm saying. But see verse 33. When their eyes were enlightened and they knew, verse 33 tells me, say, and they rose up the same hour. They did not procrastinate. They did not push to tomorrow. Now it was night, remember? They were eating dinner, supper, when Jesus broke bread. And at that same hour, when the revelation and understanding came unto them, they stood up, they returned to Jerusalem. They were coming from Jerusalem, trekked for 60 kilometers. They had a revelation of Jesus now. They didn't mind the danger to their persons on the way. They didn't have complaints again. They couldn't be bothered what happened where they would sleep in Jerusalem, where they would not sleep. They couldn't be happen, they couldn't be bothered by anything. The only thing that made meaning to them because they knew him was the agenda of Christ for their lives. And when they got to Jerusalem, they didn't go looking for just anybody. They went looking for brethren, convincing them that Jesus had risen. He said, indeed, in, look at it, say, indeed, indeed, Jesus has risen, indeed, beyond any outer of doubt. We know experientially now that Jesus has risen. risen. Do you know, is, do, you know do you think it's now possible to, for anybody or anyone to dissuade, to persuade, to change this people's mind about, well, is it actually true that Jesus uh, rose from the dead? Do you think so? And that is my prayer for you today. That you have a conviction born out of encounter that will make you seek Jesus and all other things pale into insignificance. That nothing matters except your role that you are supposed to play in the body of Christ. The Bible says that he knew and saw our substance when we were yet unformed. And the number of our days he has written in his book that what we will pursue going forward is that what is in the book for us. You don't know how many more years you have here. But even the thief on the cross had a visa to him. So what you've done thus far is irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. The most important thing is what did you do going forward? Will it be life as it used to be? As it was in the beginning now, so it is now and forever? Oh, now that your understanding is enlightened, will you pursue Jesus? Will you say because of what you've done for me, I commit my life unto your hands. Will you say Jesus and Jesus alone? Or will you still do a little to the right or a little to the left? Will you say anywhere you send me, I go. What you ask me to do, I do. Say you are my disciple indeed. If you obey my commandments, which means the only thing that shows that I love God and I obey and, and I desire him is that I obey his commandments. It cannot be God or my Lord if it's not the Lord on all things in my life. Are there areas of my life that I, I see shade away? 
and you can come thus far, but this one, uh-uh, it's an exclusive preserve of me. Am I ruling in my own life or am I allowing him? You know, there's a, there's a difference between being a savior and being a lord. Jesus is our savior. We didn't do anything. In fact, he saved us before we were born. Say, some people say, say it's by election. It's like a boss is going, say, you, 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 enter. And keeps moving. Why we were yet sinners? That was when Jesus saved us. So it's not your pious, righteous act that made Jesus to save you. But after he has saved you, what happens? Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Compare this with the woman who went to the tomb of Jesus. Jesus had died. Whatever aspiration they had. You know, like when Jesus was here, he raised up Lazarus. Because so Jesus had power to raise up. But which one do you think is more difficult to believe? To raise the dead or to be raised from the dead? Huh? In my understanding, I think to raise from to raise somebody from dead is easier than somebody who is dead to raise himself from the dead. So, and it has never happened. So, looking at Jesus, their hopes, their aspirations, the love of their lives, the person they were following everywhere was crucified like a common criminal. They were there, they saw, they were not told. But you know the following day, they went with ointment, perfume, to apply on the cadaver, on the, on the dead body of Jesus. What does that tell you? I'm not seeking you, Jesus, because of what I need. It's not because I need miracle now, but the love I have for you, nothing, not even death can separate it. And it does not matter what happened. My loyalty is to you. I pledge allegiance unto you. Death is not strong enough to save that relationship. They went. They went. You know, in John 16, verse 7, Jesus himself said it was expedient that he should go away. I went to my dictionary again to check what was the meaning of expedient. Suitable to achieve a certain end. In a given circumstance, suitable to achieve a given end in a certain circumstance. Meaning that in the next chapter of what is to happen by the agenda of God, my staying here will destroy what God wants to do. So I need to get out of the way so that the glorious manifestation of what God wants to do will begin to happen. So why it is painful that Jesus was going, but it's glorious for us that he left. So it is expedient that I should go. Jesus was limited geographically when he was here. Jesus could not be in Jerusalem and in Galilee at the same time. But when he sent the Holy Spirit, when he left and the Holy Spirit came, and starts to abide in us, we become the vessel, the house for the creator of heaven and earth. So we, we, the spirit begins to teach us what to do and what not to do. There are many things you will encounter in life that you will not read in the Bible. There are many decisions you will take per day that you need divine direction, guidance. 
Proverbs 3, 5, 6 tells me that we should trust not on our own understanding. That in all our ways, we should acknowledge him. Then he will direct our footsteps. That we, say we should hear, we will hear a word behind us that this is the way to go. That engine in our spirit, man, without which we cannot make these decisions that are in tandem with the purpose and what God wants us to do for our lives, it will not happen. So we thank Jesus for coming and we thank him for exiting. So I lay my life on purpose, intentionally. No man took it away from me. So don't think my death was by an accident. No. It was all pre-planned. It was all programmed. When you do not see that bit in the context of history of what God is doing, then we will miss the picture. Revelations 1, 5-6 tells us that the blood of Jesus washed us from our sins. Washed us from our sins. The stain, the sins that no man Adam failed and failed miserably. Abraham, the father of faith, slept with the house girl. Noah did not do better, incest. Solomon, the wisest man, the Bible says the wives turned his heart against his God. David was a liar, a murderer, and an adulterer. Who again? Israel. Israel took God and took God and put it in their own pockets. If you are not an Israelite, you cannot even come near the, the, the tabernacle. You can't come. So who again? Moses. Moses was filled with anger. He killed human beings. He was a killer. So no man has ever satisfied the requirement that could wash away our sins. But Jesus came. A man without sin. The Bible says that stain has been washed away. And that's why we can say we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's why we can enter boldly without any condemnation. That's why the division between the clergy and the laity has been taken away. The Bible tells me, I think, Revelation 5, 5.10, it says, he has made us kings and priests unto our God. What do kings do? Kings reign. Kings issue decrees. No, the Bible, Jesus was teaching the disciples, pray this way, thy kingdom come, thy way be done on earth. So what do kings do? We are kings. He is the king of kings. So what do kings do? We made decree concerning his kingdom here. That's how we can stand and say, no, as long as we are here, this will not happen. And heaven will say, yes. Endorsed. What do priests do? Priests offer incense, worship, prayers unto our God on behalf of themselves and on the people. Intercessors. So God, through the blood of Jesus, will become intercessors to reign to decree, and that's all we are. And that's all we should be doing. That is what the death of Jesus has procured for us. In the world, sin is believing. In the kingdom, whatever you believe, that's what you see. So if you believe, you will have. Mark eleven twenty three. You will have what you believe. So if you believe you are a king, you will reign. If you believe you are a priest, before you raise up your hand, heavens are opening unto you. And so shall it be. In Jesus' name. Uh, 
First John 4, 17. This is the one that blew my heart. The Bible says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Wow. The firstborn is our brother, so we are following. How is Jesus? When you put, oh, close your eyes and picture who Jesus is, say you are a younger version of that. That should blow our minds. Meaning, if Jesus cannot fall sick, then sickness is not permitted in my body. If Jesus cannot lack, then I have all that I need. Then I can stand and say, no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. Because you can't fashion anything against Jesus. As Jesus is, so we are. You may choose not to believe, but I believe. Oh Lord, I believe. Oh, that is me. I believe with all of my heart. I believe. Hallelujah. Matthew 28. Matthew 28, 18 to 19. Say, all power in heaven and on earth has been given to our Jesus. You know, we, we, we might sing this. We might, all power, all power belong to God, all power. And they say, can you see that woman? She's a witch. Oh, eh? And we are running. Who should run from who? There must be a manifest demonstration of that power. The world will not believe. You can say anything you want to say. Many people are saying anything. But when they see the manifest demonstration, let me, let me ask you, what are they doing with power in heaven? It's useless. They don't need power. Nobody is sick in heaven. So they don't need power to heal. Nobody is, nobody is hungry, looking for food. They are not driving cars. No, no house rent. They, they, they are not praying for stuff like that. Help us, oh Lord. Amen. John 20, 21. This is, this is another one that blew my heart. Say, as my father had sent me, so sent I you. What does that mean? All the assonance and the powers of heaven that backed Jesus when he was on earth and was, I went about doing good and none of them could touch him until his time was up. I said, they are backing you too. Don't believe me. Please read the Bible. See what he's saying. Say, As my father has sent me, even so, send I you. So what Jesus did, he is expecting that we will do much more. Then the issue now is, check yourself. Are we? If we are not, then the time to do is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, I like this. There are many things that Jesus did on the cross. We're just touching a little this morning. But I trust that the Holy Spirit will begin to expound this one in your hearts in Jesus' name. Isaiah 53, 5. <laughs> Say he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So when anything begins to rear his head, what should you do? You should appropriate that which... Can, 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 you, pay, can you pay for, uh, you know, when you, when, when, you, when you send your child to school, you pay for very many things. 
you pay for uh, inter-house sports, you pay for lunch, you pay for... So can, 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 can you pay for lunch and the school will refuse to give your child food? God bless you, sir. That should be our attitude when these things come. What? Nah, not in this place. The same way that you should get angry that you paid and they're not giving your child food, the same way you should charge when any of those things come to you. Because Jesus has paid. Don't believe me, believe the Bible. See, he's saying in Isaiah 53, 5. Believe. It is when you believe that you see. Don't wait that hey, I'm still feeling it. Feel. Who is asking or feeling? The Bible tells me that whatever you say, you will have. So, there's a pain in your leg and you rebuke it in Jesus' name. Then, as you are going, you see somebody who is limping. I say, ah, is it the way they are limping in this place? Ah. Say, I don't know what happened to my own leg. Where it has been. Ah, you've used your own mouth to reverse that which you said. You'll be praying for three days. You are fasting for three days. And the agent of the devil has now come. And, and you are not sensitive enough to know that they are wanting to reverse that which you said with your own mouth. Don't you know that with your mouth you are either judged or you are condemned? That's why you should just not run your mouth anyhow. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So what should be our response to Jesus' death? One, gratitude. That's the son that said he didn't have to come, but I'm so grateful that he came. Yes, he did not have to. He was not compared to. He chose to come. And when he came, he laid his life down on purpose, so that all of this that I've enumerated, you might be a partaker, that you are like Jesus, that you are sent, that the asking of heaven are backing you, that you may be adopted as a son, even into his kingdom, that you can stand and decree it, and it is, uh, it is established unto you, that you are a king and you are a priest. I'm too glad that Jesus did all of this for you. And what does he want in return? Allegiance. Allegiance. And that's where I'm going this morning. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, 1 to 5. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, 1 to 5. Says, keep the foot from when thou goes to the house of God. Because of my time. He just said that don't be a fool. When you come to the house of God, don't let your mouth be rash. Don't make any promise that you cannot fulfill. Why? God does not take prisoners. Hallelujah. Hallelujah now. My time is spent. Let me just go. I want us to do one thing this morning. I want us to pledge allegiance unto this God for what he has done for you. I want you to recommit yourself to him. Thomas, can we help? I pledge allegiance. This is your prayer. Just pray. Commit. God can hear what you are saying in your heart. So it's not to me. Pledge.
Hallelujah. I am dying, O Lord. has found a resting place. My faith has found a resting place. No.
Alléluia. Alléluia. Christ a solid rock I stand. All of that guy. He is sinking Give him praise, give him praise, exalt him. It's worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. What can wash my sins away? What? this morning that as the eyes of Cleopas and his friend were opened when Jesus broke bread and they discovered purpose and not considering anything again to achieving the purpose for which Christ has led them. The same thing we believe this morning that as we break bread there will be a turn around a manifestation an encounter with the almighty that will change us right side up that we might fulfill our destiny, that we might fulfill purpose in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible enjoins us that before we eat, we should not eat with condemnation. We should examine ourselves. So let us examine ourselves. Is there anybody who has offended you or anybody whom you have offended? It is time for you to release them and let them go for your own sake. Forgive them. If Jesus forgave you and cleansed you, how much more can will you not forgive your neighbor, your friends, your spouse, your family members, your colleagues? Father, thank you for your body that was broken for us. Thank you everyone who has offended us. Lord, this morning we forgive them. And Lord, if there's anybody we've offended, we'll have the grace to ask them even for forgiveness. Lord, this token we sanctified in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that even as we eat this morning, you were the one who opened the understanding of Cleopas and his friend and they found purpose. What you've done before, you can do even much more because you are a God who has not abated in strength and in power. Lord, as we eat this morning, let there be an endowment of power. Lord, as we eat this morning, O oh God, enlighten our eyes of understanding. As we eat this morning, let everything pale into insignificance in the light of you. As we eat this morning, let it not be said with eating in vain. Thank you, Jehovah, in the name of our Lord Jesus. 
For I have received of the Lord that which was delivered unto me. And the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, we remember that you've washed us clean. Jehovah, we remember that you've empowered us in our inner man by your spirit. Lord, we remember, oh God, that we are healed by the blood of Jesus. Lord, we remember that you've made us kings and priests and that we should reign on this earth. These are many more that you've done. We appropriate now to the praise of your name in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may eat. Lift up your cup. And the same manner after he took the cup, when he has sobbed, saying, This cup is the new testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Lord, we remember that the life of any animal, any being is in his blood. Lord, we drink the blood of Jesus and we begin to, our spirit man is animated to do your will at all times, that when we see you in glory, your testimony concerning us shall be, come into the rest, thou faithful servant. We receive this with thanksgiving in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. You may drink. Oh, precious is So let's get our offerings ready. Every time we gather, when we get to the time to give our offerings, it is the time to connect, you know, and to show gratitude to God that you know that what he's doing here is not being taken for granted by you or by me. So let's bring our, our offerings in a way that will honor him this morning. For those of us that are going to give um, electronically, which I know most people will do in this new cashless environment, and the account number is 508-005-0643. It's the offering account, Fidelity Bank. You can also support KLS as a project, as the number shows, 508-009-9709. You can also support KLS CSR, as the other number shows on the screen. For those of us that are joining us online, if you are outside Nigeria or you are giving um, from outside the domestic banking system, please look at the chat box, you'll see the details on how to give. Let us pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I want to say thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to gather this Easter Saturday, this day that you have made. Thank you for the message you have given to us, a message of empowerment, a message of encouragement, a message of love. Thank you for reminding us to remember that this is a big deal. That Easter is not to be taken lightly. Father, let the message we have had today help us, Father, to in celebrating this Easter, to go out there and change our world and be transforming agents. Be agents of love. Agents of change. Agents of righteousness. Agents of power. 
agents of your goodness and mercy because we are following Christ. Thank you, Father, for what you are doing. Please accept us and accept our offerings. Let this gathering and the message we've had today not be in vain. Help us, O oh Lord, to be not just hearers but doers of the world. And let us just go there and change our world. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. the Lord. Praise the Lord. We want to welcome those that are here for the very first time. Anyone like that, please. You're special and we want to see you, please. Anyone? Okay. <laughs> You're all welcome in Jesus' mighty name. We thank God for his resurrection. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. You know, on Wednesday, I woke up with a, a bit of a health uh, concern. And, uh, and uh, glory be to God, uh, while we were praying Wednesday, Wednesday nights, this scripture was uh, one of the scriptures that we used to pray late nights. Uh, Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. Immediately I heard it, it was like a thunderbolt that just came over me. And say, today I'm going to celebrate my healing. <laughs> today I'm going to celebrate my risen Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. So let's remember our other uh, worship. Uh, tomorrow morning is a holy communion, as we have on the scripture on the board there. Then our other meetings are also there, the 6 o'clock every evening, 6.30. And in the morning, our prayer meetings are also 5.30 in the morning. Then on Monday, we have our Antioch Bible study. On Wednesday, we also have the global prayer meeting. Let's make sure that we, we remember to, to join. Just in case you don't have the, uh, the link, please do let us know. We'll send all these WhatsApp to you, please. Uh, on the fourth Saturday of every month, we know our Bible uh, prayer, uh, sorry, marriage seminar, love and submission. So let's invite somebody. Let's also make sure that we're here physically in the hall. There are books by doctor and we have them here on site and we also have them on Amazon. Please do avail yourself this Avenues, please. Thank you. Shall we rise to close the meeting? I just wanted to say thank you to our God one more time before we go. Lord, we thank you for that which caused our ears to hear and they will not stand against us in judgment in the name of our Lord Jesus. As we go, we go from your presence to your presence. Lord, we ask, O oh God, that we will not be forgetful hearers of your word, but we will be doers to the intent that your name will be glorified and the frontiers of your kingdom might be 
expanded. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, both now and forevermore. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Greet minimum of five people before you go.